Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, ideas for saving money, and stories from our adventures. Be sure to check out our show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Hey, welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob, and Chris isn't with me today, but I have got my best buddy in the whole wide world, um, Kelly Blanchard. She is a licensed massage therapist and has had lots of years working in the healthcare field, working one-on-one with um, primary care physicians and with people traveling who just know that massage is healthy for them and all kinds of stuff. Hey, how you doing? Hey, so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad we get to record another podcast. We've, we've done, this will be our third or fourth, maybe our I fifth. Third, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but today, I'm excited to talk with you about something that is even more important today than I think ever before, and that is immune support and yes. how to kind of boost your immune, immune system, and um, especially considering um, travel and how we can kind of take steps to make sure that we stay healthy as we travel. Because, um, you know, right now we've got coronavirus is still Ugh. really, yeah, it's <laughs> really raging yeah. here in the United States. And um, keeping on, it really does. And we've really seen travel kind of come to a halt, but there are some opportunities to still travel safely. And that's what we're going to talk about is how to stay healthy while choosing those good, safe options. So um, first off, let's just kind of dig into on the regular basis. What do you do to support your immune system? Like even if there wasn't, you know, COVID-19 going on and all that stuff, what would you personally be doing on the regular to just keep yourself healthy and boost your immune system? Well, I love this topic because as an immune, um, well, an immune boosting uh, care provider, I guess I'll call myself, as a massage therapist, we really do try to um, let our clients understand, help them to understand that keeping your immune system strong is your first line of of defense against many illnesses and disease throughout your life so it's not something just to do at winter time or just for travel i really believe that if we can keep our immune system strong throughout our lives that we will be able to avoid a lot of illness and suffering so um daily i do uh some vitamin regimen um, which is very easy for me, it's important to eat before I take vitamins. So I always throw that out there because if you have a bad experience with taking vitamins um, where your stomach is, you know, upset, then you're probably not going to be good at it. Oh, that's the worst. I hate, that's that's the, worst the worst type of nausea that I've experienced. It's worse it than is, motion sickness. It, comes on, it <laughs> comes on like a splash of water in the face. Oh, so that's awful. Definitely have at least uh, a meal. And, and for meals, um, you know, food is medicine. I definitely believe that. Um, I always like to do garlic in my morning meal. So and we all who have spent time with you know that you love your garlic. Oh my God. I am that <laughs> massage therapist. He's like, Oh, she had garlic today. I love no it. One's complain, but <laughs> I do let people know disclaimer. Um, garlic is a, is a health promoting, uh, vegetable. What is it? It's yeah. A, it's a, it's a, allium. Yeah. It's a it's a root vegetable, maybe. Oh yeah, root, no, it's it's an, it's an allium, allium like right? an onion or shallot. Yes, yep. we could yep. get off another podcast for flowers. Totally right? different thing. <laughs> anyway, so I do a garlic, spinach, coconut oil, and 
egg and I have chicken. So a fresh egg omelet in the morning or a scramble, whatever. So I really like to start my day with those um, uh, immune boosting flavors, I guess I'll call them. Also, yeah, you've got uh, your garlic, you've got the iron in the spinach, all that stuff that is actually just like what your body needs anyways, which is great. Yeah. And the minerals in the eggs. Um, Especially also, farm uh, fresh eggs. They're super duper eggs, crazy yeah, mineral. They're like, they're like the color. Bright orange. Yeah, yeah. The color is just regular store-bought. Yeah. Um, so also uh, warm or hot lemon water in the morning before you put anything in your body is a really nice way to um, kind of kickstart your, your body in a healthy way and get your digestion moving. Um, and also the lemon uh, helps to create an alkaline environment in our bodies, which bugs and viruses are not as happy in an, in an alkaline environment. So that's a good way to start. That's super easy and delicious. So that's the start of the day. And then I also like to throughout the day have a zinc lozenge. Zinc has been proven to help, especially with colds and flus and um, the coronavirus. I think there's even some um, reports about zinc being helpful. And it's, it's a nice thing for kids too, because they come in little, um, lozenges like a little candy so you can trick them because yeah. <laughs> you know we got to trick them right <laughs> to get the good stuff in sometimes <laughs> sometimes yep. and then um, echinacea elderberry those are some other things you can do tinctures in your tea um, I also take the advantage of using my my cup of coffee or cup of tea in the morning to uh, do a squirt of an echinacea drop or an elderberry then, I, of feel course, like, I feel like you also use a lot of turmeric. I do use a lot of turmeric. What's the purpose of that? Eggs. Um, it's, uh, let me think here. It's got cur- curcumin in it, which is uh, really good for uh, inflammation, anti-inflammation. So it can help with um, basically all kinds of illness stems from inflammation all around our body. So Things that we can do to decrease inflammation are always a good thing to put in your immune boosting toolkit. Yeah, I know like with me, I've got diverticulitis. And so the second that I start to get an attack, it's just my inside starting to swell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so those sort of things are things that I'm always looking for. And I use a lot of turmeric too. Yeah. And another thing that's super easy and that you are so lucky to have nonstop all year round is sunshine. Vitamin D receptors are actually in every single cell in our body. And if you think about it, you know, we're just animals. We kind of are. We're the top of the food chain, I suppose. But anyway, don't get me started on that. We don't act like it sometimes. Anyway, um, vitamin D uh, is a really, really powerful way to boost our immune system. And there's studies, again, in the Northwest and in climates where it's a little darker more often, Um, vitamin D deficiency can cause um, MS and some different autoimmune conditions. So it's really a good idea to get your face in the sunshine as much as possible every day. If you live in a climate like I do up in the Northwest, like you used to, um, luckily we are in a part of the Washington state where we do get a little more sun. So high noon, just be sure to have your face in the sunshine um, as much skin as you possibly can, actually. So if you can be warm inside and just, you know, sit in a sunny spot, I'm always sitting in the sunny spot like a cat in my house yeah. because that sunshine really does help. And if you if you don't know Kelly, she is she is a <laughs> self-proclaimed professional 
tanning specialist. <laughs> I, am, I am a tanning coach. That's me. Tanning coach. Yes. That's what it is. It's a tanning coach. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, that's lots of things to work with. And also don't forget, there's always show notes on the blog that you can check out to get all these details about what we're talking about. So if you're like, what was that? Just pop back and I'll have a full on list, whole plan for you. Um, so moving on from there, when it comes to travel, is there anything else that you do different in the days like leading up to going somewhere? I know like we just recently went to Nevada and you met me there. That was so fun. Uh, that was amazing. And we'll talk about that later. Um, was there anything that you did before going to just make sure that you were healthy and ready to be on a, be on a plane with other people? Um, definitely. I think the main thing that we're all collectively feeling right now is a little bit or a lot more stress and yeah. stress is is just the most detrimental thing to every cell of our body it's really rough on us so i actually searched for some podcasts and some audiobooks that i knew would calm me down mm -hmm. and keep me kind of in that zen place for going through the airport when there's no one there or sitting on a plane with everyone in masks and hand sanitizers and yeah because stre stress just breaks down your defenses yeah is yes because yes. we've talked Absolutely. about that before and that mm -hmm. massage is good for you and that travel is good for you because it helps to relieve stress and it helps to keep you healthy so exactly. that's a great thought is what can you do to keep your stress level down while you're traveling in an in an unprecedented time such as this. yeah exactly <laughs> um so, so yeah that's a really good thought to, i listen to a lot of guided meditations um, I have through this whole time and it really does help to kind of find your center where you feel you feel grounded and strong and available to handle anything that might come up because nowadays who knows yeah right <laughs> what's going on so yeah. to be in that strong place to head into a environment full of people and um, I think it can really help you just get around the day with with a more grounded presence and not be in your head and and, you know, freaking yeah. out about every single thing, because that's kind of what we can do right now. It's definitely um, there's a lot of extra stressors in our world. And with travel in particular, um, there's you know, I know you've written about the judgment and people will comment on how dare you travel right now, how selfish you are and all those yeah, things. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So um, but I think it's it's such an important part of our lives and um, we're very happy and grateful to be able to travel i think it's important we've shared it with our kids and we did a lot of car travel this year as did you you moved across yeah, the country gosh, yeah. to kind of avoid the whole air travel so less is more for sure in every way actually this is teaching us that um that was a great segue also... actually into my next question <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um so what i wanted to kind of ask you there is given you know health precautions and just everything that you need to be thoughtful of now how has that changed what you guys as a family or what you individually do in terms of travel. And, and there you have it with really focusing yeah. on much more car travel and exploring, you know, where you can drive to. Um, is that something that you see as, well, what have you done specifically this year differently <laughs> car travel wise versus flights that you would normally do? Tell me about I, that. <laughs> my husband and I and, and Henry, you know, the buddy, the, best friend of Oliver and Elliot. We drove from Southwest Washington all the way to or Southeast Washington, all the way to 
Northeast Maine. That is just that every time I think about that, I think, gosh, that's a long drive, even though we just did, you know, Washington, Florida. So you did even further. Yeah. You did further. We did ours, though, in 50 straight hours. Oh, my gosh. Trade it off. We just put it in our heads. This is what we're going to do. We loaded up the good audiobooks and podcasts. And I love, obviously, listening to audiobooks. Um, And just put it in our head. We're like, nope, we're just going to do this. His dad is 86, I believe now. He just had a birthday. And we really wanted to be cautious about bringing him in cooties. And uh, so that's what we did. And we rented a car for pretty inexpensively and it was a lot less gas than we assumed. So that was really great. And we just took turns. We had to stop a couple times, like from that, that 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. when my body's like, what are you doing? We don't, (laughs) we're not awake right now. (laughs) So we stopped and rested a couple times, but we made it in 50 hours from Washington to Maine. So that's possible. You just got to kind of get your mind around it. And that's so different from the normal type of travel when you guys do your, your trip to Maine, like, and I think that that's something that's one way that people can be thoughtful and cautious for others as well is making those kind of swap outs. So instead yeah. of flying and interacting with, you know, two to 500 people throughout your time on airplanes and airports to really being self-contained. And I mean, when we drove across the country, I interacted with two people the entire time, <laughs> you know, and so being able to ensure that your family stays healthy by minimizing your contact with others. Um, even though nobody wants to drive 50 hours straight, I think that that is a really selfless thing to do and still be able to get to experience the things that we love, like, like travel and visiting family. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so on during those travels that drive across the country back and forth and you know flying here to florida flying to nevada what are some precautions or kind of new health standards that you've witnessed that you would either love to see become the standard or see more widespread as cuz i mean coronavirus is going to be with us for a while i'm sure um in one form or another so what sort of new health practices or standards would you like to see stay in place or um, you think should come into play? Um, I definitely love that this has taught us that less is more, (laughs) less things to do, less things on our plate, less planning, 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 Um, just taking more time to just go a little slower through our life and um, be a little more grounded. I'm hoping for that. I also think that um, as well as a massage therapist, I'm kind of a hand washing fanatic anyway so i love the idea of everyone being a little more into washing their hands um on the flip side i also know that our immune systems need a strong microbiome which is largely in our intestines and our gut um so living amongst animals and you know we have dirt and debris and uh yucky stuff in our Yucky stuff. You can quote me on that's a <laughs> I gotcha. social term. Um, in our environments that actually boost our immune system in small doses. So I'm not a huge fan of tons and tons of isopropyl alcohol all over my hands. The can sanitizer, but, you mean? Yeah, exactly. But I do love washing my hands. I love a good smelling soap. Just make it something fun, you know? Make it fun for the kids. Get a scent that they enjoy. Get a type of soap they like. And make hand washing a bigger part of our lives. I really like that. <laughs> it's funny because, I mean, I, I feel like I wash my hands 
frequently and always have, but it's really brought to light how I have not taught the kids to do that. And that <laughs> yeah. now, now it's something we literally were like, go wash your hands, go wash your hands. Yeah. We go somewhere, yeah. go wash your hands. <laughs> like, yep. it is, it's a good habit. It's a, but I'd never realized that it's such a learned habit. It's yeah. not just something that you do. You, you literally have to remind yourself and teach yourself to do it or teach others to do it. So, well, that's good. Um, I kind of want to poke at something. I, you know, I know you love to poke it. I do. Spots. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to poke at something with you. Um, I know you don't love to live in fear, but with the current state and what's going on, um, what do you kind of fear with health and with how this is impacting society? Um, or how this is impacting everybody's ability to travel and be exposed to other people who aren't just like themselves. Like, do you have any fears around how this is impacting us, either for health or mental health? Um, definitely. I, I think especially for kids, um, as we all go through this together, the whole world, <laughs> which <Yep>. still <laughs> blows my mind, um, having ways to cope with the onslaught of information coming at us all the time. I think that's um, something to really investigate for yourself and your family, how much internet or how much TV or how much information do you take in every day? And how do we kind of um, mitigate that getting the information, but not spending our whole lives in fear, because it does seem to me like a lot of media you know, they, they have bills to pay, I suppose. So they have to keep us watching. And the main way to do that is through fear and, you know, the bad news. So, yeah, I don't watch much TV. I, I really try to not have my son watch news at all. <laughs> I'll just kind of digest it for him and regurgitate it like a mama bird. <laughs> kind of share an edited version or, or need to know. <laughs> yeah, just a little whittled down version. But I, I fear that there will be some serious PTSD from this time. Um, I think a lot of people who are alone in small apartments in big cities and well, that would be really convenient to get everything you need delivered because I'm out in the boondocks. That's not the case for me. Um, I think it also is really um, hard on your psyche <laughs> to yeah. be alone like that. So I hope that uh, we really appreciate our connections with each other after all of this. I hope that um, the divisiveness can actually flip and it can be more about we all went through this huge thing together and now we feel more bonded and appreciate hugs so much more i've missed hugging people yeah. so much it, it was so strange moving across the country and you know saying goodbye to grandpa and grandma and not giving them hugs oh, seeing yeah. you guys in a parking lot on our drive across the country and not hugging you <laughs> it was yeah all very it was very strange it was kind of surreal. it is it is um, so i hope that i hope that my fear is that we we don't continue to be fearful of each other and engaging with each other. I, mm -hmm. I hope that, like I said, it, that it flips and we go from being scared of seeing everyone as a potential cootie carrier to yeah. <laughs> someone we love and we still hug. And yeah, yeah. That our, most of our cooties can blend just fine. <laughs> it, it's interesting how that sort of fear and caution has worked its way into my dreams. Like I will yeah. have dreams where somebody's not wearing a mask and I'll look at them dirty in my dream <laughs> or yeah. like, trying to avoid people because that's just, that's the frame of mind that I have now, but um, hopefully we can work that out. I'm so there with you. Um, yeah. The very... Watching movies or anything where they're not wearing masks. And oh my gosh. Hands. It's so that's weird. The weirdest thing. We it's... watched home alone. I was like, where's the masks? 
it's so <laughs> weird. Like my my natural thought when I'm watching a show is, why aren't they wearing masks? <laughs> Good times. Um, the last question that I had for you before we wrap up is, um, I know that you also you read everything from both sides. You read the you know the pro mask pro science side. You also not that you prescribe to the conspiracy theories, but you also read them and you see what other people are saying about, you know, anti-masking and herd immunity mm -hmm. and all these, all these different things. Is there anything that you've seen that has really stood out to you? That's been like, huh, this has really made me think about how we are approaching this. Um, yeah, that might be a whole nother podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> but um, just give me one thing I, that you can keep short and sweet. How about that? Okay. I had a really great, conversation with a dear friend who's a retired doctor who worked for um, public health, usually volunteered for whatever way he could help with public health initiatives. And I asked him, do you really feel like we're doing all we can? And he said, of course not. You know, the people who are having parties and, and getting together and not wearing masks and trying to do these herd immunity parties are really not doing a benefit to anybody, least of all the most... Um, vulnerable in our societies, the seniors and people with pre-existing conditions. Um, I also, you know, he, he went on about the uh, vaccine. He's excited about it. He feels like it's going to be um, the most cutting edge vaccine that we've ever had. And um, it's coming to the fore very rapidly because people are really wanting it and putting a lot of time and money, of course, into it. And so he talked and said all that and I wanted to listen I'd asked the question but then <laughs> I said but I have a hard time trusting pharmaceutical companies and so that's that's where we we really landed together because you know he's dealt with a lot of the opiate crisis as a mm -hmm. doctor on the ground and um, knows that there are companies I won't use any names that put out the um, drugs that cause the crisis and then also turn around and create Profit. a, a well they make a lot of money but they also create uh, rehab facilities for the same product they're putting mm. out oh yeah, yeah yeah that kind of that kind of thing has to stop that kind of thing we all have to we all have to stand up a bit toward to companies who are putting out poison with their left hand and giving us a cure for it in the right hand that's that's hard to trust. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's it's a little hard to trust. And definitely talking, it's interesting talking with people who work and travel because we all come from such different backgrounds and we all mm -hmm. live in such different situations. That's been a common thing is, you know, as we're all getting excited for the world to open back up, how do we actually trust that this is happening for our best health and our best interest and not just to get the economy going without things being? you know, rushed or, or something like that, or something being developed too swiftly without enough trial or something. So that's yeah. a common, that's a common fear. And I get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's where I, and I'm glad I just had that talk with him last night because he's someone I've known for years and I dearly love and trust. And, you know, to hear him kind of be in that same predicament where in one, one hand he knows the science and he really does trust vaccines um, and on the other hand, he does also know the pharmaceutical companies that yeah. seem to be run by people with no conscious consciousness. <laughs> yeah, I, I get you. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Um, thanks so much for spending time talking about this. I, I, I know we could go on forever. Oh, yes. Um, 
but yeah, everybody, go ahead and check out the blog, com, and you will see our show notes from this with the details about what you can do to <clears throat> actively support your own immunity, um, as well as, you know, our conversation about real life and how we are facing these interesting challenges and stuff. So, Kelly, thank you so much for being with me. And, um, Always. Yeah. My pleasure. Everybody stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you later. Take care, everybody. Hang in there. Two Travel Dads podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Suquamish, Washington. If you would like to be on Two Travel Dads podcast or sponsor it, please visit us at twotraveldads.com slash work.